Welcome to episode 55 of That Thing with James J. Asher II. I'm your host, James J. Asher II. That's me. The J stands for Jackson, which means my full name is James Jackson Asher II, which is a cool name. And my social security number is 555555555. Credit card number, go fuck yourself. Episode 55, here we are. Now, if you're new to the show, I, I usually play an opening tune. Uh, if you're not new to the show, if, if you're a regular audience member, I'm not playing music right now because I waited until too late in the day to start recording this. And as you know, I've been getting into noise wars with my downstairs neighbor. Well, we finally had a discussion. We finally came to some sort of agreement where I got him to understand just how loud his subwoofer is and how much it rumbles the apartment up here. So it's been good since we've had that talk. And now that it's 10.09 in the PM on Saturday night, and he's been quiet all day, I don't want to push my luck and start playing guitar and singing loudly. So no music today. Um, If you were looking forward to that, tough luck. Well, well, well. What's up? Coronavirus. Coronavirus is going on. COVID-19. And a lot of people are doing this thing called self-quarantine, where they just sort of stock up on things they need to live, food, etc., nutrition, water, yada, yada. Well, the thing is, I'm like always in self-quarantine. I spend most of my time alone in my apartment. (laughs) So this is like nothing new. The only thing different is that I go to the grocery store and, oh, everyone else has, in a massive panic, ransacked every fucking thing. And I wasn't going, I mean, I was going to stock up, but I know how to ration, so I'm not going to take every fucking thing. I'm not going to fill my, you know, a full cart up with as many possible, like creating a tower of of water bottle carts. No, because other people need provisions too. I'm not going to take all this shit. But now I'm sort of forced to stock up more than I initially intended to because I don't know if the few products I find are are going to be there when I come back. I don't know what's going to be there. I went to the grocery store last night um, to get some toilet paper. I was just going to get like a 12 pack. Um, I wasn't going to get them all. And fortunately, there was one pack of like toilet paper rolls left, and I got those. They're not my usual brand. I haven't tried them out yet, but I've got something to wipe my ass with at least. And, um, you know, I wanted to get other stuff, rice. Fortunately, I, I happened to spy one box because I went later at night when they were restocking. So it would be less crazy because I tried to go into the grocery store earlier in the day and I couldn't even get into the parking lot. It was so packed with cars and people and just people all over town were driving like worse maniacs than than usual. I almost got hit twice, broadsided twice yesterday. Um, People have just been acting a damn fool with the um, coronavirus scare here in Austin. And, um, 
yeah, they're taking fucking everything. I, I wanted to get some dry beans. I wanted to just get, you know, a couple bags of lentils and those cook up and I can eat on those for days. Some rice, maybe get some quinoa and farro because those cook easily as well. And they also provide protein. Um, but no, I was lucky to find one little bag of rice and there were no beans. There was no canned tuna. I wanted to get canned tuna. I grabbed the one last remaining uh, batch of kale. And uh, what else? You know, I got some other stuff. Treated myself. Got some chocolate bars. There was a shit ton of chocolate bars. These people, you know, they're stocking up on all the stuff they think they need, but they don't know how to fucking live. All the candy was still there. No one had ransacked any of the candy. So I, you know, I, I put in a dent. I bought two chocolate bars. Yeah. And a pack of ready to bake cookies. Um, speaking of baking, um, I had a really good edible earlier today. And I think that's part of why I waited until now later in the day to record this episode, because I was just, um, I was, uh, you know, having a pretty damn good day, went for a walk and then I wanted to do some research and then I ended up doing a little bit more research, research into the subject of today's episode. The subject is propaganda. Yes. That thing with James episode 55 title propaganda. That's what this is about. And, uh, what led me to recording this episode was just some stuff that's been bugging me for a few years now. Um, it's no secret. If you know me, it's no secret. I'm a supporters of the Bernie Sanders campaign for sure. Um, and I have other, you know, friends and family members who advise whom I, I have always considered to be like progressive people, very smart people. And some reason, if I say anything positive about Bernie Sanders, like on Facebook, which I haven't checked in a handful of days for a reason I'll get back, I'll, I'll get back to in a, in a bit. If I remember it, people would just come out of the woodwork on Facebook and just say the most insane shit to me. And these are people, the people that I considered, um, progressives, you know, very smart people, intelligent people. And they were coming at me with this crazy shit. Like this one dude saying like, this was last year, I think, or maybe before he was saying, you know, Bernie Sanders didn't do anything at all. He just came out of nowhere and started taking credit for everything any activists and progressives have done ever. I've been an activist. I've been a progressive for all my life. And he's taking credit for everything. And he didn't even do anything before he just showed up. No one knew who the hell he was until two years ago. Like all caps, you know, writing in the, in the comment. Uh, sorry. If I seem a little spaced out, it's uh, the edible has definitely worn off. It's just hot in the apartment. Now, um, spring doesn't happen in Texas. It just, it's winter or it's summer right now. It's summer. Whoo. It's warm. 
But this one guy, yeah, he, he would just say this insane shit and saying like, um, oh, you must be a Bernie bro. I'd never even heard of what a fucking Bernie bro was until he called me that. And he's like, you're all sexist. Sanders is sexist. You guys are racists and blah, 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 all this stuff. And it's like, where are you getting any of this? And are you even looking and are you even hearing the words coming out of Bernie's mouth? Like, are you just, are, are you watching the same things that I've been watching, which are like the direct rallies that they're publishing on his YouTube page? Are you listening to what he's saying? Are you hearing what he's saying? Or where is this information coming from? The guy has not once ever taken credit for any activist or progressive um, activity in the past ever. Sure, he talks about it. The, uh, oh, sorry, I thought I heard someone coming up, opening the door. No, I guess I still do feel the edible maybe a little bit <laughs> and I'm sweating my ass off. Um, well, I was just very confused and very taken aback because this guy had always been nice to me. And then just the one day I go on Facebook and say, Hey, I like Bernie Sanders. And he comes in full freak out mode on me. And it just didn't make any sense because, like I said, Sanders had never once ever taken credit for any previous activists' activity. He would reference them and say, these are the people that made this substantive change in our culture, in our society, in our country. And, um, and that's what we need to do now because we've got – we need real – Substantive, substantive change, substantive change that should have happened already and could have been implemented incrementally over the past 40 plus years, but was not. And now we are at a like a very limited time frame to do certain things, lest we completely burn ourselves alive on the planet because of climate change. Uh, just for one example. And uh, so I want to build a multicultural, multi-generational working class movement where we, you know, fight for these points of change that need to happen uh, for the survival of uh, humanity, for the survival of our country, yada, yada, yada. Never once did he say, oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. Oh, this was me. No, most of the time he speaks in inclusive terms. He, he'll say we, us, instead of I. When I get into office, he'll say stuff like when we get into office. But all of that seemed to have fallen on deaf ears or never even reached the ears of this one guy who was freaking out on me so long ago. And... um and it's been bugging me ever since because after him, more and more people have come out. I mean, it's not the majority of them, but there's a very, very, very vocal minority of people that I, you know, pretty commonly stay in contact with uh, either in person, on the phone or via social media, people I know, friends and family. A very 
very loud minority of them are spewing all sorts of very, very confusing misinformation about people who support Bernie Sanders and about Bernie Sanders himself. And it bothers me. It has bothered me and it still bothers me. And I started wondering, why is this person saying this? Because these are the types of things and this is the type of person whom would you would think actually appeal to this other person who's my friend or family member. So why is this person not supporting the person I support? Well, what's the difference here? Because we both want the same thing. We're both on the same team, but you seem to be on a different like subcategory of the same team that we're on. And your subcategory is really, really reactive against my subcategory. And uh, I'm going to drink some water real quick because I'm sweating like a pig. I'll be right back and maybe I'll find a through line. <laughs> I haven't done a, a episode formatted in quite this way in quite some time. And I didn't, I didn't spend days preparing. I just spent hours. So anyway, I'll be right back. I'm back and I'm hydrated. Okay, so I started noticing a pattern with some of the stuff that the um, haters, the, the, the warriors against Bernie bros, such as myself, um, I started noticing a pattern in the kinds of things that they were saying, their talking points they were bringing up. See, I am what some would consider very online. Uh, because I spend a lot of time online. I spend a lot of time on Reddit and uh, I come across a lot of uh, news articles uh, from very prominent, popular news outlets. And I started noticing titles and sound clips from pundits and stuff, bringing up certain talking points that I would hear echoed from people like my parents or my friends. Um, one such thing is like, uh, you know, Sanders is very Trumpian and his followers are a Trumpian and it doesn't make any sense because we're not spewing hate at all. We're, we're talking about, uh, love and compassion. Um, so why, what is it that's very Trumpian? You know, I'd bring up perhaps media bias. Oh shit. I forgot to turn off the AC. Hold on. It's going to get loud. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um, the, why Trumpian? What is it about? It's n not a cult of personality because Sanders is just a vessel for these ideas and ideals that the rest of us fucking want and, um, and hold in high regard. Uh, so it's not about the guy himself. It just happened to form around him. Um, so it's not a cult of personality, at least not for me. Um, the only thing I could think of is perhaps bringing up the idea that media may be biased and consumers of certain information and news outlets, regular consumers who find those outlets and believe those outlets to be a trusted, reliable source of information 
uh, they kind of get upset. Not all of them, but in my experience, would kind of just change the subject or get directly upset with me if I bring up the idea, the possibility that perhaps that outlet is biased and perhaps they have ulterior motives and perhaps that's why they're saying certain things about one person and certain things about another person. Now, what is this? What's it called when you get very biased information um, intended to reach some certain end via various types of media? It's called propaganda. So I did a little research on propaganda and I've taken a class on propaganda before too. I mentioned it in the last episode, I believe it was called, um, it was part of my minor in communication studies. The class was called Persuasion, Coercion, Advertisement, and Propaganda. Um, And these different, you know, advertisement and propaganda both use various forms of persuasion. Um, And the intent behind the Um, persuasive tactics used will dictate whether it is in some way coercive. So basically coercion is generally um, regarded as an unethical type of persuasion. So to persuade, let's say, um, I want you to give me your lunch, give me your bag of lunch. We're at the, we're in school, you know, we're in, we're in junior high, we're at the cafeteria. You've got bagged lunch. I don't have anything because my parents are poor. I don't have, you know, a bagged lunch. I don't have money for the food in the cafeteria, which is fucking absurd that it's not just free anyway. It should, I mean, that should be covered by the taxes we're already fucking paying instead of just buying more fucking bombs. Sorry. Okay. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, James. Stay on point. Okay. So say I want your bagged lunch that you brought with you from home that your loving parents made for you. I could try to persuade you. How would I do that? I could say, um, if you give me this, I will do this for you. I will hook you up with this. I'll pay you or, or, or I'll find some way to, uh, compensate you for your generosity. If you give me this now, I'll give you something later or do something for you later. Or I could maybe, um, play to your emotions a bit, uh, play upon your, your empathy and compassion and say, Hey, I'm really hungry. I haven't eaten in a long time. My parents are just absent. I don't have, they don't leave me any money. I'm starving to death. Could you possibly spare your lunch or at least part of it? That's a type of persuasion. Now it could turn into, and that's more of a ethical kind of a thing. And there's, I mean, the the line can move and blur between persuasion and coercion for sure, but coercion is generally more manipulative. I mean, there's manipulation is a neutral term. Um, even if I'm like appealing to your emotions and providing a solid case of like, I'm hungry and uncared for, and I'm asking you please to be generous and share your, your food with me. Um, that's manipulation. Even if it is a genuine plea on my behalf unto you, 
for some help and support. That is a form of manipulation, um, but it's not necessarily negative. A more negative form of manipulation would be, give me your lunch or I'm going to kick your ass. Give me your lunch or I'm going to give you a squirrely. Give me your lunch or I'm going to start spreading lies about you. That would be coercion because those are negative, unethical um, types of you know t- persuasive tactics. And, um, and then we move on to, say, advertisement. Advertisement tries to persuade you. Let's take beer commercials. Beer commercials are just ripe for uh, dissecting in terms of um, persuasive tactics. Um, let's say you've got a beer commercial. It's got a single guy. Um, he buys this one certain type of beer, this one brand that you know the commercials about. The advertisement is for let's call it Acme. Acme beer. I don't know if that's a real beer brand outside of Looney Tunes, but let's call our brand Acme. And, uh, you know, we've got some loser guy. Um, the colors in the camera are all very drab, um, very unsaturated colors, very flat lighting. And um, the guy's dressed kind of frumpy, looks kind of ugly and unkempt. And he goes into a corner store and he's trying to pick out which beer he wants. And everything's appearing in black and white or various shades of gray, except for a bottle of ABC beer. Fuck it. Let's make it a whole 12 pack of ABC beer bottles. And, um, and it's just glowing in vibrant colors. The guy reaches into the cooler, the, the little fridge thing at the corner store and pulls out the pack and oh, the world blooms, blossoms into color like Dorothy going off and landing in Oz. It's all vibrant color now. The world has changed. His clothes have changed. He's more well-kept. He's better dressed. And suddenly he's surrounded by all these beautiful busty women just rubbing their tits, squirting their milk all over, but they're not pregnant. They're just like hot. And they've got like just big, you know, gorging veiny breasts, just squirting milk all over his face. And, and he's just got a huge cock now because he got ABC beer and he's got all sorts of money in a fucking Ferrari. And, uh, you know, he used to live in, in fucking, um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but oh shit, now he's living in Miami, hanging out with porn stars, getting coke blown up his ass with a straw, and he's having a great time because he bought ABC beer. You'll see that sort of thing on any kind of usually beer commercials where it's just, or even like pharmaceutical commercials, which I absolutely fucking loathe. I think pharmaceutical commercials should be outlawed completely. But that's a different conversation. Um, You know, you'll see a commercial for some type of allergy medication. Same thing. Starts out kind of a gray tone. There's some color, but it's all very toned down, almost black and white. 
and everything's kind of blurry. And then this person pops this little like antihistamine pill into their mouth and the camera has some graphic where it looks like a film is peeled off and oh, everything is clear and colorful and vibrant. And the actor now has a smile on their face and their life is so much better now that they've taken this um, Acme antihistamine. Um, that's how commercials work. And there are various forms of persuasion. Um, they are never outright saying that that will happen to you. They are never outright saying if you buy ABC beer, you're going to get, um, you know, attractive women with titty milk hanging out with you in your Ferrari in Miami, but they imply it. It's all implied. And uh, it's a form of persuasion. It's a form of manipulation. It's a form of psychological manipulation. And it's very subtle. Um, and it's a type of kind of propaganda. What is, and propaganda is a neutral term. Um, propaganda is derived from the word propagate, to spread around. Propaganda is material or ideas intended to be disseminated or spread around. That's propaganda. Um, although some countries, you know, in their slang may just call like a, a commercial, oh, this, um, you got some Acme beer propaganda on the TV. Whereas other, like more Western English speaking countries, um, propaganda usually has a negative connotation to them. So let's move on to what I've researched. Give me just a second to uh, find what I've written here. And turn up the mic so you can hear me good. Okay. I wrote this stuff down in my cool little notebook. Okay. Propaganda. As all great research papers begin, this one starts with <laughs> a fucking quote from the dictionary. This is from the Oxford English Dictionary. Um, propaganda is information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote a political cause or point of view. Um, it can present facts selectively to encourage a particular synthesis or perception or it can use loaded language to produce an emotional rather than a rational response to the information that is presented. Uh, the usual groups that use propaganda are governments, activist groups, companies, religious organizations, media outlets, and even individuals can engage in propaganda. Um, corollary to propaganda is censorship in that it, like propaganda, aims to achieve a similar end of, uh, a, you know, convincing someone of um, or persuading someone to believe this biased information. Um, censorship is, you know, what it does is it's not used by filling people's minds with approved information, but by preventing people from being confronted with opposing points of view. Therefore, instead of it 
you know, it's sort of a lying, lying by, um, oh, what's the term? Exclusion, you know, lying through exclusion. Um, let's see here. What else did I write? What sets propaganda apart from other forms of, of advocacy is the willingness of the propagandist to change people's understanding through deception and confusion rather than persuasion and, uh, and understanding. And um, in more recent times in modern history, even some advertisements can be uh, shared or disseminated through media outlets as news. You know, there can be news articles that are actually just advertisements. But how does that work? The news is supposed to be news. The news is supposed to be a fair, unbiased reporting of current affairs. And the news is also supposed to, supposed to, it, with journalistic integrity, is supposed to provide um, a neutral point of view presenting the audience, the reader, the listener with um, both points of view on a certain subject or the varying points of view on a certain subject um, and not lean heavily into one one way or another. Or the job of a uh, an ethical journalist would be to perhaps identify biased media biased opinions and uh, you know write an article or do a piece um proposing a a equally valid but um opposite point of view and calling out the other view as like biased for this party or that party and um i've got a little more research stuff to show here but i'm going to take another break because it's fucking hot i need some water i'll be right back and i'm 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 back with some more stuff hopefully it's good hold on Okay. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> Here are some techniques of disseminating propaganda. Uh, I'm just going to read this straight from Wikipedia. Common media for transmitting propaganda messages include news reports, government reports, historical revision, junk science, books, leaflets, movies, radio, television, and posters. Some propaganda campaigns allow or follow a strategic transmission pattern to indoctrinate the target group. Speaking of indoctrination, what was something I experienced growing up in the United States of America that could be considered indoctrination? How about at the beginning of every school day, all of the students would have to stand up and face the American flag, which hung in every classroom. We would place our hands on our hearts, take off our hats. If you probably weren't supposed to be wearing a hat anyway, because that was against the school dress code. Place your hand on your heart and recite the Pledge of Allegiance 
I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the country for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, for, with liberty and justice for all. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm missing something from that. Oh, okay. I got it. Let's start over. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, with liberty, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Um, I forgot to look this up, but I feel like the under God was added in at some point. I don't think the under God was there to begin with because part of the, uh, I mean, like the beginning of the fucking constitution says freedom of religion, which, which also means freedom from religion. Or if you look on money on a $1 bill, it'll say in God, we trust on the back or wherever it is that did not used to be there. You can read up on that, but in God We Trust did not used to be on there. It was implemented into the government from what I would consider religious zealots. Um, but that's that's a totally different history thing. Let me let me keep reading here. Uh, la la la. Um, transmission pattern to indoctrinate the target group. This may be, uh, and it's so fucking weird in America. We've got all these fucking like flag etiquette, like a flag can't touch the ground. Most countries don't fucking care. Like it's just the flag. But in the United States, we fetishize this, this piece of cloth rather than the, you know, ideal behind it. We don't just fetishize the ideal. It's the, the fucking cloth, the stripes and stars. It's, it's very bizarre. And like when Colin Kaepernick took the knee at the game, if you know about that, like during a Pledge of Allegiance before a sports ball game, they recite the Pledge of Allegiance. It's 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 a form, I say, of brainwashing. Yeah, it's propaganda. It's indoctrinating. And that's brainwashing people. And some people get very, very, very upset if you call it such. Anyway. I digress. Uh, indoctrinate the target group. This may begin with a simple transmission, such as a leaflet or advertisement dropped from a plane or, uh, or, or into an advertisement. Generally, these messages will contain directions on how to obtain more information via a website, hotline, radio program, as it is seen also for selling purposes, among other goals. The strategy intends to initiate the individual um, from information recipient to information seeker through reinforcement, then, the, then from information seeker to opinion leader through indoctrination. So basically, someone will say, Say I'm walking down the street and I see a thing that says uh, Bernie Sanders is a racist. Read more about it at BernieSandersIsARacist.com. I go to BernieSandersIsARacist.com. They've got all sorts of information there about how Bernie Sanders is a blatant fucking racist. And I read that and I become convinced by it. And then I start sharing it with my friends on social media. And maybe some of them disagree and say, hey, you're wrong. The guy's been in a championing, championing 
you know, feminist causes since he's been an adult. Um, and then a fight ensues so and all written in all caps on, on my fucking Facebook wall. Anyway, um, a number of techniques based in social psychological research are used to generate propaganda. Many of these same techniques can be found under logical fallacies, which is a huge part of all of the communication studies classes I took, especially argumentation. Um, logical fallacies, since propagandists use arguments that while sometimes convincing, are not necessarily valid. Some time has been spent analyzing means by which propaganda messages are transmitted. That work is important, but it is clear that information dissemination strategies become propaganda strategies only when coupled with propagandistic messages. Identifying these messages is a necessary prerequisite to study the methods by which those messages are spread. So, what's one thing of propaganda? Let's see here. Um, maybe during the frontier days, the old Wild West days that is so fetishized in, in the United States, uh, especially um, for a lot of the, uh, the, the baby boomer generation, you know, through the late 40s through the 60s, uh, westerns were a really big thing. You know, you got a lot of Louis L'Amour books and all this stuff. Well, back in those days, like back in the wild, wild west, wild, wild west days, um, you'd see propaganda leaflets and things about going west and taking land from the indigenous peoples who were living there. And, and instead of painting those people in a human light, uh, you'd see a lot of um, uh, propaganda art calling them, you know, the red savages, like they're cannibals, they're heathens, they will rape and pillage you, you be just because you're white, when this is absolutely not true whatsoever. But some people who had never seen a Native American and might not know any better, um, and someone who's just more concerned about trying to fucking survive and feed themselves may, may be uh, confronted with uh, this piece of propaganda and think, you know, that's the only thing they've ever been exposed to. Um, the only information they've ever received about Native Americans is this, this um, slanderous things calling them, you know, red savages, red skinned savages, when that's not the fucking truth. It's extremely racist. And not just in the United States, but worldwide, a lot of propaganda is based on racism. And you can find it in art, you can find it in, um, in you know, like, uh, just everything is every the whole world's fucking racist as shit. That's, uh, that's, that's all I got to say about that. Let's see here. Uh, la 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 la. Um, here, this looks like a quote from Chomsky. I love Noam Chomsky. The propaganda model is a theory advanced by Edward S. Herman and Noam Chomsky, which argues 
systemic biases exist in the mass media and seeks to explain them in terms of structural economic causes. Quote, uh, the 20th century has been characterized by three developments of great political importance, the growth of democracy, the growth of corporate power, and the growth of corporate propaganda as a means of protecting corporate power against democracy, end quote. Now, I'm not going to go into specifics right now, but there is a large movement happening currently in the United States and in many different countries worldwide um, because um, the disparity in, in wealth between the upper class and the lower working class has become so fucking stark and so vast. Um, there's a lot of working class, lower class movements rising up demanding more democracy there they want you know people who are paying taxes want to have some say in how their fucking tax dollars are spent so uh, just to simplify it as much as possible uh let's see here keeping reading first presented in their work manufacturing consent the political economy of the mass media published 1988 the propaganda model views the private media as a business selling a product readers and audiences rather than news to other businesses advertisers and relying primarily on government and corporate information and propaganda the theory postulates five general classes of filters that determine the type of news that is presented in news media. There is ownership of the medium, the medium's funding, sourcing of the news, flack, and anti-communist ideology, which still exists very strongly in the United States. The Red Scare never fucking ended. Um, McCarthyism basically still exists. The first three, ownership, funding, and sourcing, are generally regarded by the authors as being the most important. Although the model was based mainly on the characterization of United States media, Chomsky and Herman believe the theory is equally applicable to any country that shares the basic econ economic structure and organizing principles the model postulates as the cause of media bias. And then there's also this thing, self-propaganda, which I didn't read earlier, so I'm going to read it now. Uh, this is me just fucking reading Wikipedia to you. Hope you love it. Self-propaganda is a form of propaganda that refers to the act of an individual convincing themselves of something, no matter how irrational that idea may be. People on Facebook freaking out on me, telling me this shit that I know exactly where you got that information that you're spewing at me because I saw that fucking headline, and that article's trash, that writer's trash, and that publication is trash because they're owned by interests, they're owned by a special interest who has um, interests that oppose my interests of getting some fucking power back in, in my hands and in the hands of 
the people I know and don't know. Anyway, self-propaganda makes it easier for individuals to justify their own actions as well as the actions of others. Self-propaganda works oftentimes to lessen the cognitive dissonance felt by individuals when their personal actions or the actions of their government do not line up with their moral beliefs. Self-propaganda is a type of self-deception. Self-propaganda can have a negative impact on those who perpetuate the beliefs created by using self-propaganda. So, here's the deal, folks. Don't believe everything that you read. That's basically it. And also, look at what you're reading. Look at the information that you're getting. And further, look at who is providing that information. And then look at how is this publication or, or media entity, this news media entity, how are they keeping the lights on? How are they making money? Where are they getting their money from? And what influence does money play in the way that various news media outlets present the information they present? And how does it affect how they spin or twist or show in a flattering or unflattering light information? How do they manipulate the information? How do they manipulate information and present it in a manipulative way in order to manipulate the audience member? Hopefully in a way to manipulate uh, the audience's behavior. You know, you manipulate a viewer into believing that um, Acme beer is the best beer because this news company who gets a lot of money from the Acme beer company, uh, a lot of advertising money from them, they fund this news media outlet. And they may uh, suggest that this news media outlet um, air this story that, uh, you know, reveals or, or highlights a competitive beer company in a more negative light. Um, even if the news might not be objectively true, they're running the story anyway and making Acme beer look better using various forms of uh, manipulation and persuasive tactics. And ho they're hoping that maybe the viewer will watch this and say, oh, since this is coming from a news outlet and since I trust the journalists to be ethical journalists on this uh, unbiased news outlet that tells me it's unbiased. That's why I think it's unbiased because they said they're unbiased. Um, if they say Acme beer is the best, then Acme beer is the best. And you know what? I think I want to go buy some Acme beer right now. That's how propaganda can come from news outlets. I mean, if you're watching this, if you know me, then um, you probably think that Fox News is a propaganda um, phalange, you know, it's a propaganda limb of, say, the Republican Party, which it is. Um, likewise, I think the rival company, CNBC, 
is also the propaganda wing of the Democratic Party. Because Fox and CNBC are kind of rivals for each other. Um, Fox presents itself and labels itself as the the conservative voice, while um, CNBC presents itself as the liberal voice. Now, if you want to find a true leftist voice, you're going to have to go to other independent media sources. So although a news media outlet may be very popular and may be regarded as being reliable, it may not always be reliable, especially when you look at who is writing these stories? Like someone perhaps writes an op-ed in the Washington Post or something that says, this person sucks and they smell bad. Um, you can usually find some information at the bottom of, like if you're reading the article online, scroll down to the bottom, you'll see a little blurb about the opinion writer. You can click on their uh, their little bio and you can do some research. And, uh, you know, Let's say the opinion said that Bob sucks and smells bad and that Bob's competitor, Jim, doesn't suck and smells good. If you know you do some research and you'll find out the uh, op-ed writer used to work for Jim and uh, seems to probably maybe get some money from Jim. And it might be in Jim's interest to somehow write some, you know, get someone to publish some smear hatchet job opinion piece about Bob. That's how this shit works. Follow the money. Follow the money. If you really want to know who's influencing who, and why they are saying certain things they're saying in mass media, follow the money. So who owns what? And where does the money come from? Money influences the interest. Uh, the interest influences you. All right. Hopefully this makes sense. So let's see here. Fox News is owned by the Fox Corporation. It is an American media company headquartered in Midtown Manhattan, New York City. It was formed from the 2019 acquisition of 21st Century Fox uh, by the Walt Disney Company. So the Walt Disney Company owns 21st Century Fox, which owns the Fox Corporation. Uh, Let's see here. And... Uh, let's see here, blah, 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 blah. It was originally owned and created by this dude named Rupert Murdoch. He's a very, very, very extremely conservative, kind of fucking, like, he's just a piece of shit, Rupert Murdoch. And uh, he's not even American. He's an Australian. He's an Australian piece of shit. And I'm not saying all Australians are pieces of shit. I've made friends who are Australians and they're fucking great people. But Rupert, Rupert Murdoch? Nah, he's a piece of shit no matter where you came from. Um, so yeah, that's who owns Fox News. Uh, here is a list of some of the leading advertisers on Fox News. Let's see, we have Procter & Gamble, a pharmaceutical company. Um, Liberty Mutual, um, 
We have insurance companies. We have more pharmaceutical companies. We have General Motors, mm, historically very anti-union. And hmm, General Motors has often been historically very anti-union. And they funnel money into or, or they give money or make money through Fox News. They help Fox News make money. And Fox News helps them make money. So Fox News may put out some, quote unquote, um, reliable news pieces, end quote, um, that are very anti-union. And perhaps the interests of the Republican Party are very anti-union. They share a lot of these anti-union views. Follow the money. Uh, let's see here. Pfizer, blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. There's a lot of money getting passed back and forth between these corporations, these media outlets, and people lobbying people working on Capitol Hill. So that's a, it's a real thing. Conversely, let's just not let's not just knock on the conservatives. Let's knock on the liberals, too. I don't consider myself a liberal and I sure as hell don't consider myself a conservative. I consider myself a leftist. If you voice, you know, it, it, it took me a while to figure out that leftist and liberal are not the same thing. But again, that's a different conversation. It's a long conversation, and it's one you should research on your own. Leftist generally means more relying off of more like Marxist kind of theories. Anyway, let's see here. Let's look at MSNBC because they're the rivals. They're the, the more sensible left-wing rivals of, uh, of crazy right-wing Fox News. MSNBC is an American cable television channel that provides NBC News coverage as well as its own reporting and political commentary on current events. MSNBC is owned by the NBC Universal News Group, a unit of the NBC Universal Broadcast Cable Sports and News Division of NBC Universal, all of which are ultimately owned by Comcast. They used to have a partnership back in the 90s with Microsoft and, oh, General Electric. Again, really? Wait, General Electric? Did I say earlier that General Electric was also advertising on Fox News? So they're advertising on both the, the liberal and the conservative media outlets? Interesting. Could it be that perhaps... There's more division than just left and right. Maybe there's a division of up and down. Could it be that perhaps um, the division between, say, races or sexes or ages um, are just kind of played up so that poor people don't really notice that they're getting fucking duped by their employers? Yeah, yeah. Something you should read up on your own. Uh, workers should own, have equal share in the means of production. Comcast 
is an American telecommunications conglomerate headquartered in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is the second largest broadcasting cable television company in the world by revenue and the largest pay TV company, the largest cable TV company and largest home internet service provider in the United States. <sighs> so let's see here. Subsidiary Comcast commercial provider services are Xfinity Mobile, Verizon, Telemundo, MSNBC, CNBC, USA Network, Sci-Fi. This company owns all these different fucking networks and they have a interest and they will disseminate propaganda to you. So if you're looking for more reliable news, follow the money. Look at who is providing money. Look at how these media outlets keep the lights on. How do they get paid? Because they have to make money somehow in order to do their job and in order to get information from them to you. Um, consider that sources that perhaps you thought were reliable, neutral, unbiased might not be as unbiased as you thought they were and uh, start reading up on just how propaganda works so you don't yourself get duped. Now, I'm not saying going to total conspiracy theory and I'm not saying that these outlets never, ever, ever provide any fair news. Certainly they do, but also be aware that certainly they also have an interest their money backers have certain interests and those certain interests, they exert power into politics. Money has dictated what happens in policy. Uh, excuse me. Uh, let's see here. There's a list of um, NBC advertisers. You've got Merck. That's a... Uh, pharmaceutical companies, we've got insurance companies, we've got more pharmaceutical companies, more pharmaceutical companies, more pharmaceutical companies. I remember watching one of the debates um, near the end of 2019. Sanders, uh, it was being hosted by MSNBC or CNBC or NBC, I forget which. Um, Sanders was calling out um, pharmaceutical companies for price gouging and the moderators tried to shut him up and he said oh they, they want me to be quiet now they're probably about to play a pharmaceutical commercial and sure enough they cut him off cut off his mic and they went to a commercial break and oh lo and behold it's an advertisement for abc allergy antihistamine pills huh that's weird that's a weird coincidence. I wonder, is it a coincidence or is it propaganda? Are you being manipulated? Now, I don't want to sound like, oh, this is all fake news. It's not all fake news. There are reliable sources of play. You know, New York Times does have reliable stuff. You know, just be aware. Look at each piece alone. Look at it piece by piece and see Who's writing it? See what kind of language is being used. See what kinds of persuasive and manipulative tactics, if any, are being used on you. 
Uh, just be aware of not just what information you're consuming, but how that information is presented. And also don't shy away from independent media places. Go and look, see if this place is like a purely, you know, there's a lot of um, like alternative news media shit. Like um, I'm a fan of this, this YouTube channel uh, slash podcast thing called The Majority Report with Sam Cedar. They make money just purely off of um, audience donations or like this podcast. I make money off of donations from you, the audience. Um, I don't, I don't have any advertisers, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not advertising Acme beer and I'm not getting notes from Acme beer saying, Hey, um, you got to stop talking about propaganda and you cannot mention Bernie Sanders name on your show anymore or else we will not pay you to advertise our product on your podcast anymore. See the way that works? Um, yeah, money and influence. And also, do read opposing points of views. Say you're an avid consumer of the MSNBC news. Spend some time and go and see what the fuck they're saying on Fox, too. Why? Because it helps you understand what people with opposing points of view to you. It helps you understand what kind of information is being presented to them and how that information is being presented. So think for yourself. Question authority. Um, now, if you do want to help help me keep the lights on, you can become a donor at my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash that thing with James. As soon as you become a patron, you will have access to my once weekly, very short stories. Although I might need to just make it like a bi-weekly thing because I keep slacking. Like I get every other week, but I keep fucking slacking. Anyway, uh, you'll get access to those if you become a, a donor. And for my my two current donors, thank you both so much. I greatly appreciate it. And for the rest of you, I encourage you to, you know, help a brother out. If you, if you find any type of entertainment in this, think of me as like a street performer, a busker. You can toss a dollar my way. In fact, that's even one of the options. You can, you know, just toss a dollar a month and you will have access to the very short stories and you will have the peace of mind knowing that you helped your good friend, your, 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 the, the object of your adoration, James J. Asher out, go to patreon.com slash that thing with James. It is so hot in here. I'm getting nauseous. Uh, let's see. You can find me on social media on, on Twitter and Instagram is where I'm really active is, uh, my handle is at James J. Asher. You can slide in my DMs. I will probably reply unless you're being a real freak or asshole. Um, or you can reach out to me. You can email me at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. If you just want to say hi, send me an email. If you are in need of advice that you'd like me to cover on the show, and I promise I will keep you anonymous, um, you know, 
ask me, send me an email. If you have an idea of a story or a topic to cover on the show, send me an email at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. I also have a website that doesn't have a lot going on it, but uh, you can search it and help me with uh, my standing in Google search results. My website is jamesjasher.com. And um, listeners, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do rate and review as well. And for the viewers, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, Like the videos you like, write a comment. And as always, for all of you, uh, please, I'm begging you, please share the show with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Just share the show with people that you think might be into this kind of a thing. And maybe share the show with people that you think might not like this kind of a thing. Because, you know, fuck them. They suck, you know? Uh, And I love you all so, so, so much. I will catch you again next week. Stay safe. Wash your fucking hands. Don't be an idiot. Vote for Sanders. Bye.